0: What I want to do is I want to sort of bring that toward the back and if the Lord's just touching your heart really deeply now just just enjoy it just feel like he's just got his arms around you okay and he's just embracing you and just enjoy the brace for a moment enjoy that embrace for a moment and um, just for a little while longer we're not going to go too long today and I haven't got a a a long message either I've just got a short one actually and uh, I'm going to bring it but I love that bit about what Rachel was saying there about you know when you come to the end of yourself, you know sometimes we ask a question and we say why is it that we have to go to such a depth of difficulty and trouble, you know why doesn't the Lord intervene earlier? How how many have ever had that question? Why doesn't He intervene earlier? You know someone says someone said that He spoils every opportunity to be early sometimes that's how it feels that he's you know we know when he should turn up how many of you know what I'm talking about we know when he should turn up and you know and then sometimes he doesn't get that timing right and we're wondering why but I just want to encourage you this morning and and just remind you that you know the the Lord's going to show up in his good time it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God You know, we need to be a people of faith that believe and will keep on believing no matter how it looks. And remember this, sometimes, quite a few times, you're going to find in life that what the Lord's doing is showing the enemy that he is defeated. You know, and sometimes it looks like you're in the middle of defeat and God turns up at the 12th hour, turns up at that moment and shows you that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that he is on your side. And if he's with you, who could be against you and what can be against you amen and we need to stir ourselves up sometimes and realize that the Lord sometimes just wants to rub the enemy's nose in it you know just when he thought that he had you right where he wanted you you through faith and patience see the blessing of the Lord just turn up you know at the 12th hour I'm glad about that you know sometimes we don't really excited when we're going through it (laughs) <laughs> you know what i'm talking about you're not really excited about when you're going through it but when you've been through it a few times and you realize that sometimes that is the way of the lord sometimes it can be real early but a lot of the times that you he, he just doesn't seem to turn up when we want him to or we feel he should amen so be a person of victory amen you know and the bible says that this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith even our faith are there any overcomers here this morning amen for those of you that just feel the lord really embracing you and just drawing your clothes and covering you just let that sit on you because he wants to just allow that to just flow and for you to know that hug that hug from heaven don't you love a hug from heaven i know i love those i love those hugs from heaven where he just lets you know it's okay it's going to be okay you know, so just, let's all take our seats this morning, and I'm going to let the let the band go. I want to give them a little thank you, uh, appreciation. And you know, um, I, I've said it many times as I've uh, come to this pulpit and stood around this pulpit and, and ministered from this pulpit. Um, one of the things I acknowledged uh, very early, and the Lord showed me, was is that to be grateful for... Um, those that have dug here before, those who have dug at this well and worked at this well. That is Victory Life Broom. And be appreciative of their labours and their efforts in times and seasons past. Amen? Well, would you please give a very, very warm Victory Life Broom welcome to Leone down, uh, down the back there. Leone pastored with her husband, Pastor Peter Falconer, for um, many years here. And uh, we're, again, just deeply appreciative for that work. We're here today because you were here then. And um, we appreciate that and recognise it was a God thing. Um, You know, that season, for us to be here in this season. And we appreciate it. Thank you, Leonie. Well, um, again, I I, I do want to uh, uh, get back to where the Lord wants to go this morning. And I I woke up with it on my heart this morning where the Lord you know, just really stirring me and and um, wanting to to uh, get into an area. But I believe that'll be at the end of the service and just as we dismiss. But, but you know, we've been looking at uh, the faith life as our current topic. And um, it's a life where we recognise a need for faith in two places. We've talked about that. I was really blessed to see Sheena bring uh, that... Romans 10. I actually had it in my notes. Romans 10 it was my verse, first passage and I actually deleted it. So, uh, so there you go. So uh, you're right spot on with that verse that you read out from Romans 10 about believing in the heart and confessing with the mouth because uh, we've learned in previous weeks uh, that that's not only what happens at conversion, that, that's not only what happens when we come to Christ and are saved, it's something that goes on in our life we have the word in our hearts and we confess it with our mouths. It becomes life, lifestyle. The scripture says in three places, the just shall live by faith. The justified, that's us. You know, if you're wondering who the, who the just are, that's the justified. Those that have been justified by faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. Amen. We're justified by that. He was raised again for our righteousness. Hallelujah. And we saw last week that God expects faith to be in our heart. Hundred per cent. It's mustard seed faith, if we if you remember rightly, mustard seed faith that Lord that the Lord is looking for. That is that is faith that is not mixed with doubt. That's what mustard seed is it's not about the size, it's not about the, uh, the the quantity, it's all about the quality, you see. Mustard seed faith is about faith that's all mustard seed. Faith that's all faith. No mixed not mixed in with doubt and unbelief. Faith was how we came into life in Christ. That moment, that moment when we believed in our heart, confessed with our mouth, we came through to life. We were translated from the kingdom of darkness over into the kingdom of God's dear son. And we felt it. We felt something happen and it was exciting. Faith in our heart and in our mouth. Speaking God's word in the affairs of life. That's what we're called to. Saying what God says. Praying what God says. Someone might ask, doesn't it get monotonous? You know, I hear that voice. Doesn't it get monotonous? No. It becomes life changing. You know, if someone showed you a a way of life, a pattern of life that you could continue to do that would make a difference in your life if you stuck with it, would you stick with it? I know I did. You know, I heard it, I saw it, and I recognised it. I allowed the Lord to stir my heart with the need for me to change my life. Get rid of the stinking thinking. If you come to church today with stinking thinking, well, you know, it's just a case of renewing your mind with the Word of God. Start to think like God thinks. Start to think as God thinks. That's what we're called to, all of us. To, to, to get His Word and start to renew our mind so that, we can, so that we've got it in our heart and that we could speak it into our life. There's no limitation, you know, and God's not a respecter of persons either. That was a big lesson for me. I thought if you were, you know, born and brought up in Morley, you probably couldn't do as good as someone who was brought up and, you know, who, who was born and grew up in Netherlands. I did have that thinking. But I realised that, you know, with God there's no respecter of persons. He doesn't, doesn't care what side of the, the, the uh or side of and Drive you know you grew up on we, we joke about that over and where Rosemary lived um, but you know it's a lifestyle that we choose for ourselves and uh, you know you may face day in day out circumstances and 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 I guess you could say a, a life that seems to be not true and according to that but keep speaking the word is what I'm saying today keep saying what God says you know it's you know, the kingdom of heaven, the, the purposes of the kingdom of heaven, you know, being made and done on earth is what we're after. What did Jesus say to the devil? Jesus was uh, out in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And uh, I'm just going to read to you from Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3 to 4. It says, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones be, become bread. But he answered and said, it is written... Man shall not live by bread alone. Listen to this part, underline it if you're reading it in your Bible. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what we're going to live by. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's our bread. That's our nutrition. You know, that's what our spirit requires to spring up and live. Amen. uh, 1 John, and I love 1 John as well, but it's so important that we understand the critical place that faith has in our prayer and um, you know communications with our heavenly father are about and require us to have faith out you know that that confident expectation remember prayer should always be two-way prayer should be two-way okay not one way you shouldn't be doing all the talking because you're talking with the one who knows everything do some listening I say you know Hang in there and, you know, just listen in. You know, get to that place of quietness and let the Lord speak into your life. Let him say some things. And uh, I had, have had the Lord say some amazing things when I've just gotten still and quiet. Sometimes it, it takes a little time praying before you get quiet and still. But when you do and the Lord speaks and he gives you something, shows you something, gives you a task to do, there's such fruit in that, such fruit. I like uh, 1 John 5 and verse 14 to 15 and we're just going to read that it says now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him does this not give us license to be confident when we pray That's what I like about this passage of Scripture. It gives us license to be very confident when we pray. When we know we're praying according to the will of God, this passage of Scripture gives us license to be confident. That not only hears us, but that we have what we ask for. Wow. We're talking about mustard for seed faith, aren't we? We're talking about that faith that has no doubt mixed in with it. And heaven is watching. Heaven's listening for a prayer that has that kind of faith uh that quality of faith even in a prayer for guidance you know that need to have you know God's perspective on your situation how many of you craved for God's perspective on a situation that you have or you're facing or you know maybe an adversity you just want God's perspective you know how's he see this situation an insight from his vantage point you know where he knows and he does he knows the end from the beginning. And of course, what we're seeing is faith is a prerequisite. If we go to God in prayer, we need to believe that He will answer. You know, you cannot come with doubt. You can even ask dumb questions. I like that. You can ask dumb questions. It's okay with God. I've asked some dumb questions sometimes. Realized <laughs> that was a really silly question. You know, that was a bit dumb, that question, because you know, it was pretty obvious. But, um, you know, the, the scriptures say that, and, and really that should put a lot of us at rest, that it's okay to ask dumb questions when it comes to praying to God uh, for wisdom. Look what it says in James 1, chapter uh, 5. We're going to read down to th- uh, verse 8, but just hang with me. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. You know, I like the Holman version. It says, who gives to all generously without criticising. So he, he he's, he's not going to criticise you for the question that you ask of him. God the Father knows that we don't know like he knows. And so he won't go hard on us, all right? You know, I've been in um, some missionary endeavour over the years and past, and I've been to some cultures where the there's a real difference of the way that culture operates, the way you interact with others. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There are things you do, some things you don't and we encountered uh, one culture that was like that very early in the piece back in the early 2000s where it was made known to me from someone from that culture who said in our culture if you're trying to explain something to me and I don't understand it that's an embarrassment to you. Not an embarrassment to them. We, we, we switch it the other way around. We think that if someone doesn't understand us, it's slightly embarrassing for them, but they actually they see it the other way around. But what I'm trying to say is that God's not like that. If you don't understand, He wants you to understand. And uh, if we'll press in for His presence and, of course, His wisdom, He'll show us. When we come to Him in prayer, He gives us a condition to maintain, though, and that's the thing that we need to uh, realise today. Look what it says in verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. I didn't write it, but it says there very clearly, let him ask in faith without doubting. Now, this is just about praying for guidance. This is just about praying for something you don't know about. This is about asking for wisdom for something you're facing in life. It says don't come doubting. Well, what could you doubt? I guess there's a few things that you could doubt. You know, you could doubt whether God will give you the answer and really sort of, you know, think that he's going to stretch you out on this. He's going to make you suffer a little while longer and learn patience and all these kind of things. But what we have to do is we need to see that he says, don't doubt. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. And it's made clear that a doubting person is um, very much like that you know that wave in the sea that little white cap that you see driven pushed by one influence and then again tossed by another you can see it in the lives of those who are under the circumstances and not over them we quickly got to realize that God wants us to be over the circumstances not under them and live that way and you know we're always and I heard one preacher says I'm always uh, between amen and there it is that was their sermon I'm always between, amen, in other words, just finishing praying, and there it is. They said, I'm always there. I'm always in that place, that gap, that, you know, that, that little season where I've prayed and I've said, amen, and there it is. Don't you love a there it is moment? You know, where you've done the word, you've said, you know, uh, uh, and sowed or, or, or done or, or, or spoken the word and spoken the word over, over a situation until you're hoarse. And then you have that moment where it's, there it is. You know, God's answered my prayer. Don't you love those moments? Not enough people nodding. Okay. Don't you love those moments? I love those moments, you know. And sometimes it is, like we said earlier, right at the very end. We're at the end of our wits. We're at the end of our, you know, we're not, you know, end of our tether. That's it. I can't go any further with this. And, uh, and I've had moments where the Lord's turned up. I've precious moments. makes my heart, you know, sort of real soft thinking about it. You know, I remember one time where we were believing for a breakthrough. And um, it was a financial one. And, and, uh, and we were really quite anxious about it. And I remember. And what I'd done is I'd, I'd um, I, I knew I needed to put some water in the car, you know, like in the, I needed to top the water up in the car and I knew I needed to do that, but that was going to take a bit of time and I was going to make a bit of noise and I didn't want to wake Rosemary up. But the whole time I had this heaviness on me, you know? Just a a real... You know that anxious heaviness? You know that one? You know where you're really anxious about something and it's just... It's like a load or a weight on you. And I was in that place. And this is about 30 years ago, so don't worry, it wasn't this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And... um, and, and, you know, and what I did was I, I started the car and I took it around the corner and, and I remember the moment, you know, and I was just pouring that little bit of water that I had in a bottle into the car and the Lord spoke to me and said, it's going to be okay. Just that little mo- it's going to be okay. It spoke to me at that moment, just, just when I was so heavy, I was almost like, you know, I, I couldn't do anything because I was just so um, weighed down with this problem. And the Lord just spoke so very clearly and said, it's going to be okay. And I got up out of that moment saying, Well, I can't see it's going, how it's going to be okay, but you know what? It's going to be okay. And I started to say, It's going to be okay. I started to speak it and say, It's going to be okay. You know, I'd already spoken the word. I should have just been in patience. But what I just now needed to do was mix my faith, my believing with what the Lord just said then. It's going to be okay. Look what it says. It goes on. It says, This is for everyone that's ever had the wobbles in their walk with the Lord, you know? Every single one of us have had the wobbles at some point. Look what it says. It says in verse 7, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You know what I believe? In those times we don't run away from God, we run to him. You know, we race and we, you know, get up a good jog because we're going to run to God in those, in those difficult moments when we're feeling, you know, weighed down with trouble and, um, and the weight of the anxiety. You know, it, 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 what man is James talking about? He's talking about the man that's not going to receive anything from the Lord if he stays in that place, you know, of, of doubt. Just, oh, well, God's, you know. There'd it, be a few here would say that in that moment, maybe I would have gone off and actually been angry. Just tired of that feeling, that anxiety and just the weight of it. God, where are you? You know, getting angry at God. It says there, let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. It's the man that doubts, the man that's double minded, the man that has faith and unbelief. You know, um, and I share this with you this morning as well, about 35 years ago. um, Just, I don't know, I was out going about my my job and my, my duties at the time. And I heard the Lord say to me so very clearly, insure your car. So very clear, insure your car. We didn't have it insured at the time. And, um, and, of course, you know, I had every intention to insure my car. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to get around to it. You ever heard of, heard of the around to it? You know, it was, I haven't found anyone that's got one, but apparently they're out there. You can get around to it. But um, procrastination is like doubt, isn't it? It's putting something off. It's, it's a lot like, it just slows us down actually. You know, and the word of the Lord says it's not the hearer of the word that's blessed, it's the doer of the word. And there I was one day, um, and of course, you know, I was uh, driving my car in traffic. And uh, some weeks later, uh, not the next day, I say some weeks later, what does that tell you? Procrastination. I was still going to get around to insuring that car and uh, I, uh, I was at a set of lights and the, the light turned green and for some reason there was a vehicle beside me. I remember what it was that caused this. There was a vehicle beside me that was revving its engine. You know how you sort of see someone in the traffic in the city, not here, but there was someone revving their engine and sort of carrying on. They kept on getting my attention. I'm going, what are they doing? You know? you know, I was, that's probably what I was thinking at the time but there they were making a bit of a noise and a bit of a racket and, uh, and, and anyway as I, turned, as I turned back to the traffic the car in front of me had stopped because there was a learner driver in front of them that was bunny hopping and finally stalled the car so they stopped in a hurry, I wasn't looking bang, into the back of that vehicle and, um, and of course there I am without any car insurance and uh, God's plan A for me had failed. You know, God's plan A was insure your car, Peter. That was his plan A. And it was funny, I just brought, brought it to my recollection because um, Jen was talking about this, I think, last week in her, uh, in her tithes uh, message. Uh, Jen Costigan was saying there that, uh, you know, that there was a uh, a moment where, where, you know, there was challenges around that, um, uh, that thing about being insured, not having the money to be insured, etc. But God's plan A had failed for me. And, uh, and, you know, my doubt, my procrastination, if you like, my double-mindedness just went to the panel beater, you know. That's, that's really what, what happened. You know, that all went to the panel beater. Instead of having the, just to pay the excess, I had to pay the whole shooting match, and here's the thing I want to say. God's plan B is on the basis of his mercy. And he's still a merciful God, isn't he? He didn't walk off and said, I told, you, I told you to insure the car, so that's it. You're going to have to sort this one out yourself and just walk off. How many of you know what I'm talking about? He'll be there for your plan B as well. And if I remember rightly, there was a blessing. Uh, the, I knew a panel beater or, um, and he, he heard my story and said, look, we'll, 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 do, it. we'll do a job for you and help us out, fix this up and we were blessed and all the panel beaters said amen if i recall it right there was a blessing in the lesson for my panel beating some you know some special discount that they gave but i still came away with a test that became a testimony you know i still came away with that you know from that mess with a message and that message is this. As much as God will still intervene with a plan B or a plan C or a plan D if you need one, God will move on our, you know, on our behalf because he's a good God. You know. But he wants us to live by faith. And that's my message today. He wants us to recognize that doubt is and has a, has a, a, a potential for us to go without. You know. But if we'll believe, we'll receive. And we'll see the blessing of the Lord. And, you know, you can toy around with that in your mind and think, well, well you know, if you hadn't gotten the car, insured, if you did get the car insured, still would have had the exit if it had happened that way. I don't know how it would have happened, but that's what the Lord told me to do. And we know what we need to do is we need to mix faith with the word of God. We need to put our believing into the word of God because faith comes by hearing the word of God is what the Bible tells us. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're just right on time this morning and and. Uh, and ask the worship team to come up. I don't know, there's still some of you here today and I know that you're in the embrace of the Lord, that the Lord's arms is just right around you. And you know, when we sung that song that he's calling you, I believe he's calling. We've seen that and we see it time and time again that people are in here and in this house because God's called them. God's called them to be here. God's, God's drawn them. And it's because there's a well. There's a well of transformation here. And, you know, we, don't, we, we couldn't tell you where that is. If we're all in it, probably people would be swimming in it, you know, in the weather that we have here in Broome. But I tell you, there's a well of transformation here. And that's when, when he does things in our life that only he can do. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you'd like a little taste and like to have a little drink this morning, he's here for those that are thirsty. You know, he's always here for those that are hungry. And uh, I want to encourage you this morning to, to maybe come down after, after the, the last song there. And we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to lay hands on you and, and, and believe there's some impartation for those that desire uh, just an, a fresh touch from the Lord this morning. Just encourage you to, to um, ask that question. For those that have felt that embrace, come on down. The Lord's not finished with you this morning. And, of course, I'm going to make a final uh, um, call as well. If you're here this morning and you've heard some things about salvation about knowing Jesus, about having a relationship with God. You know, uh, that might seem a bit foreign to you, but I want you to know that it's what Jesus came for, was so that we could have a relationship with God, a one-on-one relationship with him. And we could know his voice. We could know uh, his heart and, uh, and live in his ways. And, and it, it's, not a, it's not a hard... Um, it's not a hard life at all. It's a great life. It's an exciting life. The Bible talks about being delivered from the kingdom of darkness and being translated over into the kingdom of God's dear son. And uh, that can happen just in a moment, just with a prayer that you can pray. We call it the prayer of salvation. And we'd love to pray that prayer with you if you're here this morning and can say you've never prayed that prayer. Just after this song, you might want to come down the front and be prayed for, just after this next song. And uh, we're going to... um, we're going to uh, pray with you. But I'll also just make, a, make it clear we've got morning tea on this morning. So please, if you're here, you're visiting with us, if you're new to the church, don't rush off. Um, hang around. Find someone to have some fellowship and a chat with. And uh, we'd love to get a chance to speak to you a little bit later as well. So God bless you. And um, we're going to go out singing this song and worshiping the Lord from our hearts this morning. Amen. Amen.